What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. March 4th pod on Instagram, at Mike V. Bauman on Twitter. And the host site is marchfort.podbean.com. You can find the podcast in a lot of different places where you stream your music and your podcast, but the three main ones are Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Most people have one of those three. Hopefully you do, and if not, like I said, there's other apps out there like Podcast Addict. But you made it here, so you found me somehow, and I'm really, really excited that you're joining me for this one. This was uh, this was a really fun episode, man. I'm going to get right into it. Um, they're all a lot of fun. But, you know, as I've been on this path doing this show and, you know, really committing to to creating consistent content because I'd missed doing this stuff so much and it was so much fun getting back into it that I was like, you know what, man, if I get back into it, I'm really going to commit to it. You know, it's 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 not going to be any, you know, dipping a toe in the water. I'm just going to jump right in. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So I, I really mean it when I start off every show by thanking people whether they're new or whether they've you know been on board with me for a minute now um but since i really committed to this back in uh, 2020 to, to to continue to do this consistently and share stories of perseverance and moving forward it's been it's just been a blast man so know that those words are real it's not just lip service it's not just something fun and a little spiel to say in the beginning man like it's uh it's a lot of fun and i hope we can continue to grow this uh from musicians to business owners colleagues friends of mine I love sharing stories of people who are chasing their dreams, persevering, moving forward, overcoming obstacles, not being afraid to be vulnerable. You know, I've I've talked to you guys on this show about my anxiety and some of the fears and OCD tendencies that I have. And I don't wear them like a badge of honor, but I'm also not ashamed of them either. You know what I'm saying? So and I think it's important to, to share those things because it's been a weird year, right? I mean, it's been, to say the least, it's been a, it's been a crazy year. It really feels like uh, we've been living in the upside down, man. Like it's uh, it's been nuts. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's darkest before the dawn, not to sound cheesy. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of really great things, either personally or professionally or lending their hand to their fellow man or fellow woman or fellow human and, and helping each other up and lift each other up. And I'm just trying to do my part, man. So you know, hopefully I can continue to build this thing. But uh, but this episode, I feel like, is a real example of really what this show is all about and what I'm trying to do in terms of reach people and, and help share stories of people that I think are out there doing it and pursuing their passions and, you know, really chasing their dreams and uh, putting the work in. So this this was an episode where, you know, I just I just hit this dude up on Instagram and I let him know how I feel. I was like, yo, man, I think you're really talented. I, I really uh, feel like your lyrics come from the heart and you have an amazing flow. And I feel like you can spit with anybody, but at the same time, there's an authenticity to what you do that is just, that's just really cool to me and I really appreciate it. So without further ado, this week's guest is none other than Eddie Wells, who is the co-vocalist of the band Dropout Kings out of Arizona. He's also part of the Truminati Music Group, and on the heels, uh, well, I shouldn't say on the heels, but uh, as of listening to this, rather, you will have heard, or you should have heard, or you will hear it if you listen to this whole episode, <laughs> his debut single as a solo artist, Millennial, 
Um, you know, to give you a quick little rundown on Eddie before I, uh, I give you the, the actual conversation that we had, uh, you know, this dude, this dude, somebody, like I said, wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, is a very talented rapper, um, has been doing it for a while and, uh, linked up with Adam Ramey, the co-vocal, excuse me, co-vocalist, say that three times fast of Dropout Kings and, uh, you know, did like a Linkin Park cover. I don't want to give away all of it, but, uh, that kind of went viral and blew up and, uh, that birthed Dropout Kings. They released their first full length album, Audio Dope. Back in 2018, they followed that up with their Glitch Gang EP last year. And Glitch Gang, the single Glitch Gang, uh, it, it, it went pretty viral on YouTube. The video, I think it's got, like, I don't even know, like 230-some thousand views as of right now on Spotify. It's got over a million streams. Uh, their song Scratch and Claws got over 2 million streams. Uh, they released another single during the pandemic called I Ain't Depressed. Uh, with Hacktivist that is closing in on half a million streams. So these guys are, are really pioneers of of, uh, of trap metal. And, um, you know, what's really cool to me, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm not afraid to say that because I really think that these guys are doing something that they're, they're taking stuff from, from my generation in terms of Korn and Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, P.O.D., uh, there, there's so many bands uh, that right off the dome right now, I, I could go down the rabbit hole, but just in terms of, you know, my wheelhouse, Deftones, they're, they're taking a lot of the stuff that kind of came to be known as uh, as new metal in the late 90s and early 2000s, you know, that, that rap and rock fusion, rap and metal fusion, but I really feel like they're taking it to a different level in terms of the the, the lyrics as far as the, the the hip-hop element of it and the rap element of it. It's super prevalent with Eddie's rhymes, with Adam's rhymes, and uh, to to pair it with the the heavy guitars and the just a, an awesome rhythm section. It's just, you know, to me it's no surprise that it's going viral. It's not just the work that these guys put in, you know, promoting their music and, and the marketing work that uh, that Adam does and whatnot, but, but the product itself is, it's dope, man, for lack of a better way to say it. And, uh, you know, so I reached out to Eddie and just just told him like, "Yo, man, I think I think you're sick. You know, if you if you're ever down to do a podcast, let me know." And uh, and that's hard for me to do, you guys, because uh, you know one one of my acting uh, favorites is Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. You know, because he just you know Matthew if he if he hosted a podcast, he would just keep it real cool. Like, listen, you know, I'm just I'm an amazing storyteller. I go out there, I put myself into character, let people know what Texas is all about. And we we just keep it real, all right. He 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 read a book. Uh, I think the title of the book was "Be Your Own Salesman," and that like took him on a whole new path and and in college and, and got him into his acting career. That's why I brought Matthew McConaughey. So relating that to myself, it's hard for me to be my own salesman. You know what I mean? I, I take pride in what I do. Um, I'm learning to to have more belief in myself and, and what I do. I I feel like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at this. I'm putting the time in for this. I always put in the time to research people. And, you know, if it's a musician, listen to their music. If it's a business owner, to, to know about their business. And but, uh, but it's hard for me to, like, sell myself to people, you know, especially in this day and age where currency is, uh, you know, followers and uh, eyeballs, right? You know, uh, I'm relatively new to Instagram. I just got on there within the last year. So even though I've been doing this for a minute... And if you go look at my bio, you can kind of see, 
you know, the stuff I've written in the past and, you know, bands and artists that I've talked to in the past, you know, if somebody hasn't heard of you, sometimes they're like, well, that's because you're not whatever, you know. And uh, and I get it, man. People are busy, you know, and we've got to have metrics in this day and age, you know. And, and in my day job, I'm an analyst, so I get it when people are like, yo, this dude's got like whatever, 100-some followers. But I try to remember, you know, that we all start somewhere. So all that being said, I hit up Eddie, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot. You know, maybe I'll hear from him. Maybe I won't. I genuinely mean what I say and, and say what I mean. I'm, I'm that type of dude. And um, and he got back to me and uh, was like, thank you so much. He was super appreciative. And uh, so I sat on it for like a week or two because I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a pest. You know, he said he, he could be down for it at some point. So I waited a couple of weeks and I followed up with him. I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, if you're interested, you know, I, I got some time next week, you know, after work, if you want to try to get together one of these nights and do do like a Zoom sesh or whatever. And he made the time for me, man, and uh, that that means the world to me that uh, in the midst of his busy schedule, I think they're recording some music right now. Um, if you follow him on social media, we, we get into it with, uh, you know, beyond the music, the other creative endeavors he's got going on. Um, for him to take the time to speak with me and do this podcast really means a lot because uh, I think he's truly talented, and I think in the next, you know, few months and years from now, like, uh, you know, he, he's, um, he and, and the dropout Kings guys that they already have an audience, but you know, they're, they're going to be somebody that's really known, you know, and, um, uh, I put my name on it. I stand by that. Um, I've been listening to music my whole life and, uh, I'm not a music critic. I'm not a music expert, but, uh, I know what I know. And I just really think that these guys are, are destined for great things. So, um, I'm humbled by anybody who takes time to do the podcast, but you know, given all the things that these guys got going on right now and the irons that they have in the fire, the irons that Eddie has in the fire, uh, it was truly humbling for him to get back to me and take the time to do this show. So I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Eddie Wells, co-vocalist of Dropout Kings, solo artist, Truminati, you know it, here it is. <laughs> to kick this off dude uh you know look at looking up about you guys and, and and discovering you guys like so many bands lately i've had on the podcast through through social media i i really like the genre blending with dropout kings dude like just no. you know just you know when you look back in the day especially like when i was in junior high i'm gonna be 33 next week so like Dang, okay yeah like right okay. right around Pisces, uh, bro oh My thanks dude March 9th. Oh, you're March 9th? All right, Pisces, what's up? <laughs> we in here, man. We in here. Let's hold it down. Water signs. What's up? <laughs> That's awesome, man. But yeah, I mean, you think back like bands like, uh, you know, Linkin Park, Deftones, Corn, like P.O.D., all these bands that were genre blending at that time, you know, and, and what came to be known as sort of like new metal. And when I heard right. you guys, man, it was like, it was like, oh my God, like, I feel like they're taking it to like a different level just with the rhymes and everything. Like, I, I don't know that I've heard the rap, you know, and, and the <laughs> rhymes be as prevalent in some of the, in some of the other stuff that's come out before where there's been blends of hip hop and, and metal. So to, to go way back with you though, man, and, and there's a lot of places we can go. And like I said, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, 
But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, where, where did the passion for the music start for you, though, man? I mean, when, when did do you remember like the first song that grabbed you or the first the first bar that grabbed you and, and made you go, man, I like it was like going down the rabbit hole? Damn, that's a great question. Like, like, I damn the first I don't know if I have like a I can remember like in particular the first track or the first like line that I put to memory where I just was like, man, that, that was um clever or dope or, or just hit me. But um, I definitely, my house was musical growing up, you know, my mom and my dad both played a lot of a real wide kind of diaspora of songs. My mom was into everything from like the Rolling Stones and and like Guns and Roses and shit like that, all the way to like, you know, Al Green and Marvin Gaye and Michael Jackson. And then yeah. my dad was my dad was kind of the same way. So I, I heard a bunch of stuff growing up. And then of course, being born in the 90s when hip hop really started to take a get a good grip in the musical game and get recognized as a genre itself. Um you know, right when I started coming of age, that's when it started really picking up. So, um, I mean, I can remember, I can remember hearing, you know, probably the, my first song I can remember, like memorizing is literally probably Biggie Hypnotize. Okay. Like, I can remember that coming on the radio and just hearing that like, oh, oh, well, 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 pop sicker than your average, pop a twist, cabbage off, instinct. Like he was just, I was like, oh, I was like nine years older. <laughs> seven years old or something like this is sick and um my brother made music a lot too my older brother so he kind of helped me get into it as I got older but definitely yeah probably Biggie Hypnotized or something around that time a lot of Tupac, Nelly, um, Nas, DMX those kind of 90 rappers I, I got into it right when they were really hitting and I um, Eminem you know what I'm saying all, all those types of guys I, I really liked them those are all compared to kind of mainstream stuff today, those are all great lyricists. I mean, you're talking about Nas and Eminem and and A Tribe Called Quest and The Roots and stuff like that. Like, that, that's like actual music compared to, not not that I don't like the, the turnt stuff and the like, you know, little mumble rap stuff, because there's a time and a place for everything. But for me, um, I'm just glad that you pointed it out because I'm a big fan of poetry and lyricism and I love artists that, can find a way to pick different word choice than you've ever heard or just say something in a different way or paint some type of picture where you're like, dang, like I've never heard somebody say it quite like that. And um, I gravitated towards that kind of music uh, really young. So. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Those, those are all amazing lyricists. And and like you said, I, I actually just went back and listened to uh, the, the low end theory from tribe, Ooh. you know, and just, mm. you know, just, just the way it, it really was poetry, you know what I mean? Just, just the way they put songs together, and it, from from the beginning to the end, man, it was just right. amazing. The cadences and the concepts and stuff, like it just seemed like they had a lot of um, just fun being creative. Because I feel like nowadays, um, I mean, and it's not just nowadays; it's always been easy to kind of see what's working and then to kind of graft your style off of. Well, you see someone else doing that's working, which is totally fine to be inspired, but eventually can kind of get oversaturated where everybody kind of sounds too similar. Um, but in this case, um, trap metal, I think 
is kind of like was in this is in this perfect spot because you have these rock bands that and these metal bands that have these incredible musicians um, and they're just killing shit. And then on the other hand, you got and not that they don't have good lead singers and screamers and stuff already, because that shit is also dope. But then right, that fast pace and that intense music, uh, it just is very, it's complemented great by some dope ass lyrics, especially if they're heavy or they're intense and match the energy. So I think when trap metal first kind of was born, there was a more push of a lyrical kind of vibe. But at the same time, you know, like Limp Biscuit is super tight, but he's not going to like, you're not like probably going to hear a line from him where you're like, like, how did he think of that? You know what I'm saying? He's kind of straightforward and like, and it's like not supposed to be complicated. That was the whole thing, though. He's just trying to hit you with that hard shit that you're just like, hey, I feel that. Like, yeah, it was real groove based for sure. Yeah. So, like, now you're kind of seeing the merging of those two worlds, or at least that's what we are trying to do with Dropout Kings, because for me, everyone in the band was already into metal music and on the metal scene and had been in other bands before. I had never been in a band, but I've been rapping. Yeah. And bumping all this dope lyrical stuff my whole life. So then when we were able to merge, it was like real organic and it was just like, damn. And it just made me feel like, wow, I'm surprised like more people haven't like done this in the past. Like besides yeah. just like Linkin Park or or Corner. So I'm like, I'm surprised there hasn't been a whole bunch of rappers that have just come out and been like, fuck it, I got a whole band and I'm about to just do some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think like, you know, probably some of the groundwork for that was, was body count. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Back in the day, um, one, one of the first, or, you know, and even, even stuff like, um, like face no more, there was, there was, there was, there was bits and pieces of it back in the day for sure. You know what I mean? But I feel like, I feel like now, you know, it's really, it's really, you know, cause there was a time too, where I felt like people were like, they didn't want to be called new metal because like once anything becomes like a thing, Right. You know, and, and, and the media has got to put a genre and a subgenre on everything. And people are like, well, we don't want to get boxed in. But now I feel like bands are like and I love seeing it where, you know, it's like, hey, we don't we don't have to stay in this lane. We can do these different things and, and hit people with stuff, because even you guys, you got a song like Glitch Gang, which obviously it's like you're kicking people in the teeth right off the bat. And then you got a song like <laughs> Virus, where it does kind of have more of that, you know, you know, not to, I hate comparing music, but for the sake of people listening to this, it does have more of that Linkin Park vibe where, you know, it's a little bit more melodic. There's an ebb and a flow. The rap is still a huge part of it, but there's definitely a, a roller coaster ride you guys take people on. And I think that's, that's probably what's led to, you know, people really vibing with it, man. You know, man, definitely like, thank you. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we definitely have, grown to start to kind of figure out where we want to fit our niche in because like yeah like you're saying like on the outside in especially when you get like a label or some people are like oh it's trap metal so now in their head whatever's like the first thing they heard that was called trap metal now they're just like oh it's trap metal so like everything's gonna sound like right right whatever they think that is but in reality um right even even trap metal as a subgenre of like metal and hip hop is like its own thing. And there could even be more subgenres under that if you really wanted to nitpick stuff. So 
I think it's definitely good to see um, the artists embrace the 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 style. And I mean, if you, if you want to call trap metal, or if you don't want to, you know, be that that's whatever. Because I know on the hip hop community that happens a lot too. A lot of people stereotype rappers, so then people rap and they don't want to be called rappers. No, they want to just be called artists or something and and right. I get where they're coming from but then at the same time too like I'm a great rapper and I love rapping so I don't think it's like a I don't want it to be like offensive to call someone like if someone calls me a rapper I'm, I, even though I do other things besides rap I'm not gonna be like oh like you know what I mean like it's still cool it's still dope and and it's still like a form of art so I think like trap metals is falling right behind that like it's going to just explode crazy probably within this, within this next 10 years, like between what we're doing and other bands that I'm starting to see now kind of pick up the wave and, and join in on it, you know? So I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, man, you should be man. Like for real, like it, it's, it's, it's cool to see what you guys are doing and to take it a step back, you know, in terms of like being a lyricist, like I want, I want people to, who listen to this to definitely check out the stuff you did with true Minotti as well. Um, the, the Godzilla song, which you're, you're wearing a Godzilla shirt right now, but a couple of years ago you did the song Godzilla <laughs> with uh, Lamar Crushin, right. Who was, who was part of true Minotti, but you know, some, some of the lyrics that stuck out to me uh, on scars and strikes, which sadly it became relevant, you know, you know, just this past year, you know, cop spray that led in America might wind up dead in America. Um, And then on free minds, you said, uh, what's like, what's life without a little risk? What's love without a little pain? If it makes you feel nervous just to say it or to do it, you should do it, man. I'm only saying like stuff like I, I relate to that second one a lot right now, you know, just in terms of doing this podcast and like, Music has always been that creative itch for me, even though I'm not a musician. I've always loved music and noodle on guitar and stuff. So, you know, I I want people to check out the lyrical content for real and what you're doing, man. But um, take me back a little bit to when you first started rapping, when you first started writing rhymes, man, to get you to this point. Okay, well, man, Um, I tell you, like, first I started reciting stuff. Probably like, like I was saying earlier, like nine, ten, I started putting raps to memory, just listening to songs that I liked. The first song I wrote, like amateur, any novice, whatever, was like fifth grade. And I wrote a song um, about a mime. It was like a real simple scheme. It was something like, once upon a time, there was a mine, and his name was Lime. Like, it was like a little thing, and I just kind of like, <laughs> I ran with it for a little bit, and it, it was funny, but like, I actually wrote that one, and then I didn't write any for years. So I wrote that rap, and then that was the only one I wrote probably till I turned like 19 or 20. So I just freestyled a long time. After that, I, I became like, the person in my group of friends who was just the best at freestyling, you know, so you got your friend that's good at sports and stuff. You got your friend that always beats everybody in the video game or whatever. And um, when we freestyled, like I just had blocks. So, but it was just fun to me. I never, I never 
ever thought about becoming an artist or wanting to be a rapper until years and years after me doing it. And I just met more people in high school, more people here and there. And, and everybody would just be like, man, you're, you're really good. Like you should, you could get famous for that. Or you should just try to take it serious one time and see what happens or, and uh, eventually, you know, I was, di I did that. I stepped in the booth and then, yeah, like 19 is when I really, 19 years old, like 20 years old is when I really was like, I woke up one day and was just like, yo, I'm trying to do this forever. Like, I don't, well, no, I don't want to do anything else. Like, I don't want to, I know I'm supposed to be in that booth. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like a quest for everybody to try to figure out, kind of like find a purpose or something like that. And in high school for me, I was trying to play basketball. I was trying to do a lot, bunch of other stuff, but none of it, um, I didn't have that overlap where I had the talent and I had the passion for it. So like some stuff I was good at, but I didn't want to do it. And then other things um, I wanted to do, but I wasn't as good at. But rapping was that one where I found it and I figured out like, man, if I work really hard on this, I can, I can be great at it. You know, I can be, I can do something special with it. So it was probably like, yeah, it was like right when I graduated high school, I went into ASU. I first went to Boise State. And then I moved back to Arizona actually to pursue the rap career with my boys. And that's when my manager, Larry Lynn, um, who also manages the band too, but he was just my solo manager um, before I ever knew anyone in the band. Me and him have been running for a long time. But um, me, him and one of our friends, Spencer, just decided, hey, we want to make a record label. We want to make like a an artist group. Yeah. And we made up, we came up with Truminati. And um, it's a whole acronym, you know, truth, respect, unity, magnificence, intelligence, nobility, uh, ambition, timeless inspiration. So we came up with a whole thing about it and we wanted to just run with that and kind of wear that on our sleeve and just be like, hey, we can be dope artists and stick with this, then we'll get somewhere. And I started rapping on stage. I started writing that stuff. It's crazy that you even just quoted like free minds because that was probably honestly technically one of the first songs that I I wrote you know what I mean like in the grand scheme because when I got when I decided to become a rapper my next like 18 recordings just immediately became a mixtape like <laughs> I, yeah. didn't even, <laughs> I didn't try to get better I tried to, I was just like cool we just gonna do it and it's just gonna come out sick and um you know it came out okay I kind of hate it now but <laughs> you know it's all good it's just part of the journey so I, I, I learned a lot from that experience, though, and meeting the people, Blaine Coffey, or my boy Chris Vaughn, some of these other guys that were working in the booth and really helped encourage me and keep me in there. And then once I kind of started nailing it down, it was right around like 2012, I started performing on, on stage and um, I was getting really good reception at shows because uh, I had a lot of high energy. So yeah. I always tried to make my thing be like, even if people don't listen to the lyricism, even if people don't um, care for that, I still want them to be able to enjoy the song just because they're like, damn, like he's so hyped in this track. Like I can't not be fucking hyped hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to bring some energy like that. And uh, I just kept running with that until eventually um, after doing some shows, doing some true gang tours um, that we did independently and uh, we got some stuff going and then um, Adam found me and he was in another band before and we linked up and did a Linkin Park cover. And that was a lot of fun. And then 
after that, we kind of just became best friends and decided, hey, let's make like a new a new fucking Lincoln Park, like a new trap metal band and just do our own thing and just do something different. And uh, that's kind of in a nutshell, like, yeah, my, my journey through being a rapper and, and like becoming one and get into where I am now for sure. That's awesome, man. That was the it was lying over you, right? That video on YouTube where you 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 rapped over you rapped yeah. over the Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah. And and that kind of blew up. Yeah, man. The video did really well. And it's funny because I didn't even know Adam before, like I was saying, and he had hit my Facebook page and was like, Yo, I want to do a cover with you. Let me know if you're interested. And I wasn't gonna do it. But my manager was like, yo, <laughs> my manager, Larry, was like, yo, this dude, Adam, is doing cool shit. He wants to do a cover of this Linkin Park song. It's like my favorite Linkin Park song, too. So you need to do it. And I was just like, damn, all right, I feel you, bro. And then I ended up having a blast and had a lot of fun doing it. And um, yeah, you know, like I said, exactly. We wouldn't have the band if it wasn't for that cover. So thank God for for that whole situation. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. And it, and it seems like it's, it's been a steady, you know, a steady growth over the last couple of years from audio dope to the glitch gang EP. Um, you know, I ain't depressed as I mean, that's got what over, I don't even know how many streams now on Spotify, which looked, <laughs> looked like a, looked like a fun, looked like a fun thing that you guys did during the quarantine, man. So it's, it's been really cool to see that development, you know, for you, um, you mentioned the influences growing up, how, how much have you ventured into, you know, either before or now that you, you're in like this, this band, like how much have you ventured into like the, the heavy music realm or, 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 or your influences vary all over the place too? I'm all over. I have definitely gotten more into the heavy realm since being in this band. Like it's not a thing that I can, like off top, I still don't know a lot of bands names from stuff right now because i am kind of just like just worried about what we're doing and not really yeah. thinking about but that being said i am always a fan of music and love to hear just new shit from whatever um so they have put me on even like stuff that's not so new but like even things like bring me to the horizon you know yeah. shit or bring me to the horizon and shit like i didn't know about that and things like that and they put me on a lot of their older stuff and some of their newer stuff and, and other bands like that that um I've grown more fond and respect uh, for those guys because I, you know, that was just not in my lane. I was all the way hip hop for the majority of my career. And so um, I always wanted to kind of do like some jazz music or do something like rootsy. And I, and I never really thought about being like in a rock band like we are now, but you know, it's kind of was just like, yeah, it just kind of worked out like that. And um now it's dope though because it helps me with my solo songs now because it's allowed me to have a whole new perspective and kind of different um abilities or i've added to my rapping skill set different tones different um cadences different kind of um just like uh song styles because now that i've made these songs with the band even when i come back and do some solo work you know i'll be like ooh, like on this track, I want to have like a heavy ass hook where I'm going to just fucking scream at myself or I might just like be like, Adam, just scream this shit for me on this song. But like, I'm going to just do this shit for my shit. <laughs> so, like, so like we try to just mix it up and have 
let's say loose like that. But um, yeah, my influences personally are like literally all over the place. I'm 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 with the rock, the jazz, the rap, R&B. I like pop music, dude. Like, there's not really anything off limits to me as far as music goes. I'm I'm pretty much with the shits. Like, I'll even might bump some Beethoven or some shit. Like, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's how we are as Pisces too, man. It depends on the mood and the vibe. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> bro? It's just, right. We're just flowing with it, so it's just like right. Whatever kind of fits that, I'm 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 probably down to just rock with it. I'm not too picky about it, man. Over the last couple of years, I've gotten into you know everything from 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 hip hop to synth wave to post rock, you know, ambient stuff while I'm while I'm working, you know that that I can just kind of vibe out and relax. Always like mm. smooth jazz, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, then, but then I like I like the the really the really heavy stuff too. That's always been in my wheelhouse, you know. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, like, I definitely because like, okay, here let me let me say this, like, the way you were just asking me about my influences, I feel like I, I'm in a great spot because I went to school for sociology, and um, for those that don't know, it's kind of like the inverse of psychology. Psychology is the study of an individual mind. Sociology is kind of herd mentality or how do people work um, in groups? And so you just get, you, you learn, you know, you're learning a lot about just how people think, how they operate, um, body language consequences for just all these different little nuanced things that we kind of do every day intuitively without thinking about it. But um, that being said, what I was getting at is just like recognizing how genres and people and music influences each other because going back to the trap metal thing even just calling it trap metal to me is really interesting just in today 2021 because like before it was you it was like new metal and trap metal is kind of like new metal but it's kind of different right because it's kind of got a little more of um i guess you would just call that trap like that that extra heaviness from the hip-hop and the metal side the chunky guitars the fucking 808 bass knocking yeah but um artists like city morgue denzel curry um triple x rest in peace um even people like juice world you know what i'm saying like you can see the influences on them from shit like blink 182 or nirvana or some other kind of shit that's like outside the genre that you associate them with yes but then you see them the dreams yeah yeah you know what i mean so like seeing stuff like that um has definitely been a thing that has been like kind of really power like energizing to keep us wanting to do this type of music and to kind of know that like we're on the right track with the new wave because even just listening to those guys, they don't have bands on a lot of those songs, right? They're just, they're just doing beats, but the intensity of those lyrics is still kind of new to hip hop. Like obviously there's G funk, there's been hard ass shit in rap, but like motherfuckers usually ain't, ain't yelling or screaming or even kind of raising their voice. It's always kind of cool or, you know, it's a little more like, like that kind of jazzy, style because that's kind of what the birth is from. but then now you're seeing these guys hop out on the stage and they're spitting these rap verses so they got these kind of complex lyrics but it still has that right like kind of glitch gang that's what we were going for we wanted it to just be like a song where it's like you don't know where to put this like is it a rock song is it a rap song like you don't know like but these motherfuckers are like when you hear that song you gotta pick some shit up and break it that's all you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like 
just like being able to pioneer that and push that into um into the arts is dope because it goes both ways because on the rap side rappers are going to hear stuff that we do and be like damn that's cool how they mix that with the riffs how they put that with um you know his uh, the other singer and how he screamed and they do this kind of dual thing where they both rap they they kind of switch spots and they do this but then on the rock side right like we were saying they're, they're on the rock side there's never really been some super lyricists or some super poets in the sense that they can just like spit a bunch of bars at you over top of the music they're doing because they're trying to usually sing it to you or something. So now they're kind of learning like, oh, damn, like as we get better at making and still doing the same rock music we've been making, we can also learn to incorporate more of these cadences, these rhythms, these other things that are typically looked at as rap or hip hop, because like we we're saying, like there really ain't no genres. You know what I'm saying? You just make what you think sounds good and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and until somebody until somebody carves like, a, you know, carves something out that's new or, 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 you know, people people always hate on something. And, and then once once somebody like makes that new path, then they call them a trailblazer. It's interesting right. how society works like that. It's like you build people up to take them down. And it's 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 always impossible until somebody does it or, or, or you know, starts that new wave, you know, straight up. Exactly. Like. Exactly. You got to just, you know, nothing venture, nothing gain. But if you're down to take that risk and try something new. Um, yeah, man, you might get rewarded with just like a bunch of cool uh, new fans and just a whole new style that. Right. Just uh, just a week ago, no one ever heard about this or cared about it. And now everybody's like, oh, man, trap metal's the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It's funny, like, you know, because when we even when we first started doing it, we were kind of we were never really unsure and nervous because we just felt like, yo, like we liked it. And that was like the first and foremost thing. Like if we were fans of what we were making, then we were like, okay, other people will probably fuck with it too. You know what I mean? So we didn't try to stick too hard to any like kind of rules or any kind of set like strategy. We're just like, yo, let's just go in here and just fucking have a jam sesh, dude. And then we kind of just ended up having audio dope and it was sick. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, one one thing that I that I loved about, you know, getting ready for this and talking to you, other than just being a fan of what you guys are doing, um, you know, Thank you me. being a lyricist was, you know, watching these ciphers and watching the way you do that, like off the dome. It's so crazy. But what really <laughs> excited me, man, was like when you see somebody doing something that they love or and, and they have the passion for it. But also you can yeah. tell somebody's putting the work in. Like when I reached out to you, I was like, I really meant that because then I went back and watched those videos with like, you know, uh, it was like the AZ underdogs and um, under society. Oh. And like when it wasn't your turn to, to, to rap, like you were basically rapping the other dudes lyrics while they were doing it like in the back like you were just as hyped as them. And I and I thought that was really cool because I'm like, he knows all of their verses, too. You know what I mean? Like he's he's right. hyped for their for their turn to get up and, and get on the mic as when it's his turn to rhyme. And I I thought that that was really cool. And that shows the energy that you have for this. Like it, and no, I think I that's, that. that's why it's like blended well with the the metal guys, because I'm like this. This dude has an open mind. He's not just trying to come out here and be the one where it's like everybody look at me. He's like, I'm going to when I have the mic, like my energy is going to be there. You know, don't forget that. But. I, I right. want to see these other dudes get shine too. 
Exactly, bro. I appreciate that. Cause like, that's personally, that's kind of, that's definitely been a key to my career and helped me get where I'm at. Adam found me from that easy underdog cipher. And when I first started performing, that was always a big thing to me. Like when I went out and did local shows, I was like, I'm a local, everyone's local somewhere. Um, we all just have this dream and we want to do it. And if I, if I see, uh, you know, just like you're just saying, like, right, you, you notice other people put this time and this energy into the craft. And uh, I just wanted to show them that respect. Like, hey, like if you if you are brave enough to get on the stage and do this, um, I'll, I'll stand here and check out what you got to say and listen and, and try to get into. It. And if I find I'm one of those people, like if I find anything I like about it, then. I'm going to pump you up. You know, I'm going to, man, like, you know, that, that one line you had though, oh, that might have been the line of the year. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I, I like that. I like to bring that energy to the room because it's always, you know, it just makes it easier to be recipro reciprocated. And then on the flip side, um, it kind of makes you more dangerous because you're just a nice person and people take kindness for weakness sometimes and hip hop and metal are both kind of intense strong will genres it does not necessarily that the fans or the people are just mean or crazy or nothing they both get um a lot of stereotypes for obviously on the metal side people like they you know people think motherfuckers is just all worshiping satan and all doing <laughs> yeah. psycho shit and then if you listen to rap everyone thinks that you probably just like sell drugs and like smack women in the face and it's just like no i like i don't do any of that stuff like i just like making cool music but um <laughs> that being said like yeah like i like having people kind of i like being that underdog and being kind of underestimated because people you know hear one song and they they think they got me in a box or they meet me and they per in person and they think oh like he's just like a nice dude like he's chill and i'm just like just wait till you get me on the mic bro i could steal your girlfriend i could fucking make you want a fist fight i could make <laughs> I, I, could, I could we could go through, I could make you want to go to the club and throw on your ones on the strippers I could make you want to sit back and roll a blunt like I could take you anywhere and that's like my favorite thing it's like a superpower to me so I love when when people kind of don't really get it yet and they're still trying to figure out like what it is that I do that they that they fuck with you know what I'm saying because there's a lot of people that are lyricists there's a lot of people that are good writers of music and just anything authors period and to be on that level um right you have to be able to push yourself and and have a certain level of confidence but then at the same time you have to be willing to always be learning you can't ever be right like you're saying like, i'm the i'm that guy everyone's here to see me like i enjoy not being the smartest person in the room when i'm not i enjoy not you know when i am that's cool too i try to do my best to handle that and and spread the love and spread the knowledge. But I love being the guy that's like, oh, even if I'm super talented, I know there's somebody else out there that knows some shit I don't know. And I want to fucking go talk to them. I want to go battle them. I want to go, you know, see what they can do and see what I can learn from that to try to make my game even stronger. It's like some Kobe mentality shit, you know? doesn't matter how good you are. You could drop 80 points, but next time I'm trying to drop 90. You know what I mean? It don't matter. You can <laughs> always do better. So like, I just try to keep the music like, I think about the music like that. Like every time I drop a verse or I do some, I, I try to make it a little bit different. I try to tweak it so it's a little fresher 
And again, like for the people that don't pay attention to that stuff, cool. They might just like my voice. So they might just think like, oh, cool. He fits in the song. Well, whatever, blah, blah. But for the people like you and like me who, who like lyricism, who when they listen to music, they, they want to sit down and hear every little ad lib. They want to hear all these little parts and be like, damn, like this is dynamic. How they do this, how they have the imagination to create this. I want to be one of those guys that makes those people um, that, you know, those are my favorite kind of fans. I'm a fan of those fans, first and foremost. So I love the mosh pits. I love the fucking, I mean, I really love the mosh pits. That's that's something that was new for me too, because I'm a hip hop, that's just brand new now. That's another thing, like rock music, like metal, that's what metal is. Like everybody, we, we've been known. Motherfuckers is at metal shows, turned up. They're leaving, they're sweating, drenched. They went fucking ham. They got a full workout. Hip-hop shows, you know, people be like, oh, they're going to fight or they're going to do something. But now people are getting more with the metal shit, like, because these rap songs are heavy, they got guys jumping on the stage. Hey, bitch, I want to fuck, whatever, even if it's some <laughs> ignorant shit. But it still just gets people turned, and then you're at hip-hop shows now, and they're opening the pit. And you're like, what? You ain't never seen nobody open the pit at no Jay-Z show. He don't do that. He don't make them feel like that. So it's cool because it's just like a whole different vibe that's come into the game. And yeah, but yeah, just fusing those and being able to be a lyricist and capture both worlds, I think to me is a really special thing. Um, I appreciate it a lot and I just want to keep being able to move forward, hopefully in doing those type of things to, you know, listeners like yourself so they can, they can really fuck with me because I, I, I look at myself like I want to be one of those guys. I want to be an Eminem. I want to be a Lupe Fiasco. I want to be a Tupac. You know, I don't want to just be like a good rapper or even just be a great rapper where people are just like, oh, he had bars. But I want people to be able to like say things that remember things that I said because they thought it was clever because it impacted the, how, their heart or made them think twice about a situation about racism, about about gender, about whatever the fuck we were talking about on the song, but it just makes them be like, damn, you know what? That's some real shit. Like, if I didn't listen to the song, maybe I'm, I might not, who knows when I would have got this message or something. That's important to me. That's like the most powerful thing about music, you know what I'm saying? Lord knows how much information and influence I've got just from my life as a human being, from listening to other humans make music, not watching the fucking news, not even getting a college degree but literally just listening to Tupac rap. He taught me hella shit. If, if you just pay attention and you take the songs to heart like that, you know what I'm saying, from great artists, that's what they'll do. So that's my goal, to be one of those guys when it's all said and done, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, man. That's that's awesome. You know, and creatively, you know, you were, you were talking about, you know, we're talking about all this stuff coming together and, and different influences and metal and, and rap coming together and trap metal. And for you on social media, I've noticed that uh, you you definitely use your platform to kind of like um, it, it's almost it's almost like an MRI. Like there's always another layer. You know what I mean? Like an MRI. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's slicing through to get the layers and the images. And um, like for you, you've got Black Cat Bill and Floral's words. And uh, I didn't even realize. And then I went back and looked. Um, it looked like some of that was tied into almost like Glitch Gang too. So I don't I don't know if there's a connection there with like a fangia and stuff. And again, I I I, I want to be respectful of your time, but uh, oh, let no, people you know a little bit about the uh, about the creative stuff and drawing because actually when I was a kid, man, like my first my first love was drawing. That was that was hey. like my first love. Like okay. when I was in kindergarten, dude, 
I actually, uh, my, my oldest brother uh, it reminded me of this like years ago and we were, we had a good laugh, but when I was in kindergarten, like I could draw more than just stick figures. And so mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess okay. I got bored, but when we had to draw pictures of our families, I thought it would be more fun to draw King Kong. So like <laughs> I drew like, I drew like nipples and everything. And I think they thought I was drawing something else. <laughs> I think they thought like, Oh, what's this dude doing? But, uh, but yeah, so when I was a kid, that was like my first love. And, and so, you know, That's doing sick. a little deep dive on your social media, like seeing, seeing these images, seeing the stories behind them, like his drawing and, and all that and, you know, comics and, you know, all of that stuff or anime. How, how is that all tied into, you know, what you're doing too? And even, even some of the imagery with the Dropout King stuff. Oh man, bro. So you know what? I'm very happy you asked, man, because that's what my whole, that's the, that's the master plan. That's what my whole career is about right now. So floral swords is my Oh, I'm sorry. Project. Floral swords. I said florals words. My bad, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you good. You good. Well, yeah, I would say it's all good. But yeah, floral swords. So yeah, like flowers and and and, and blades. Um, uh, it's basically my project. Of, it's it's kind of like everything I wanted to do with Trumanati, um, as far as making like a label that that contributed in 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 uh, any medium that we could. It's like that, but. Okay, I guess I'll just I'll just say this like so basically after rapping for so long, I had I've had a lot of fun doing that, but I just got to the point where I've, I've never been bored rapping, but I just it opened my eyes to other things I could do, and I was just like I'm a I'm a better writer than I ever gave myself uh, credit for in high school and grade school whatever I didn't you know, like I said I didn't know you know that I wanted to do this until um, this uh, more recent third of my life so. I was like, if I want to do something bigger than rap, like what can I do? So basically for me, um, I'm really into Mortal Kombat, Godzilla, Marvel Comics, DC Comics, um, you know, Dragon Ball, Naruto, etc. I love cartoons. I love science fiction shit, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like I'm a fucking nerd straight up. I, I go hard on that shit. I, I love learning about all these crazy worlds that people think of in their whole fucking head and they just make a whole new place like that shit is mind-blowing to me harry potter like whatever so i basically just decided i want to make one of these i want to make one because three things base level like first and foremost um representation as a indigenous person um you know i don't like to use the terms black brown white red uh because there's a lot of racial connotation in history that's 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 just negative, even if people don't take it negative or think about it like that today. But like it is it, it that's what, what the intent was in the past. And I am trying to navigate and move away from those kind of labels. But at the same time, I'm, I, I'm very much a thousand million percent re- representative and respectful of my culture and who and what I am. But um, on the anime and comic side, there's just never been shows that have, um, for lack of better terms, just so people can understand who are listening, you know, there's not a lot of shows with with Black characters, with Hispanic characters, if you will, brown, red, whatever. Um, you know, anime is obviously made by Asian people, uh, Japan, Korean, Chinese, so forth. 
So they're going to, and, and of course people are going to make people that look like them. Right. And mm-hmm. then we live in America. So all the other comics, mostly they're, they're white and the, the writers are white. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that because my favorite superhero is Iron Man. And he has been since I was a child. Just so everybody know that's listening to, I'm gonna make this point real quick because motherfuckers are bandwagon Iron Man fans. Y'all are not real Iron Man fans just because you've seen him in the new Avengers and shit. I was fucking with Iron Man in like 1996 on PlayStation 1 and shit when nobody even knew who he was because everybody liked Batman and Spider-Man and shit. Nobody gave a fuck about Iron Man. Now everybody's like, oh, he's so cool. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers were not fucking, you know. I'm sorry, I had to go off. I had to go off. That shit, man. I had to be a hype beast real quick because that, that that got to me. That got to me when these movies came out. I was like, y'all faking. Y'all don't really fuck with him like that. Y'all don't fuck with Tony Stark like that. But anyway, yeah, man, I just wanted to make a show. I wanted to make a comic that had more people that looked like me straight up. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. wanted to have something where I didn't have to wait for a Black Panther movie to come out in 20 whatever. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bosman. I love him. I love the character too. It's one of my favorite superheroes as well. But just the fact that like I, the more you do, the less you wait. That's a, that's a quote from a Mac Miller song that I love. Um, rest in peace to him too. But uh, it's just like, I wanted to see something done and that's why I became a rapper. I wanted to rap about shit and I didn't hear a lot of rappers rapping about the stuff I related to. So I eventually got to the point where I was like, instead of just waiting for a rapper to come out who sounds like the guy I imagine in my head, I'm going to just be that guy. I'm going to just be that rapper. I'm going to say all the dope shit that I think is cool. I'm not going to wait for another guy to do that. And so he can be my favorite. Fuck that. I'll just, I'll just become him and I'll do that because I know other people out there in the world will feel me and will want to see the things that I got to bring to the table too. So with the anime, it was just the same deal. I didn't want to wait to have a show where some affirmative action or some weird shit had to happen for somebody that I was just like, no, nah, fuck it. I can write. Um, I can write my own show. I'm a hundred percent capable and able and willing. And then uh, that got me into drawing. So making the show, pairing up with my friend, Chris, who got his master's in inter- uh, interdisciplinary arts from ASU. So me and him just decided we were going to make this show together basically. And, um, our, our thing that was going to make it different was like Stan Lee can't make no music. You know what I'm saying? George Lucas can write Star Wars. He don't got bars, bro. He don't play no instruments. Yeah. My boy Chris is also a producer. So we were like, we can make the story, but we can make all the soundtrack and the sounds and the other shit for ourselves. So it adds an entirely new layer of depth to everything we're doing because you can listen to these songs and they can just be cool songs to you. But after I started getting this comic, I'm, you know, as you can, like you were talking about, I'm drawing, I'm, we're in the midst of producing it. Once I start getting it rolling out, more things, you'll be able to read it, experience it in the comic and eventually anime video game. We want to take it everywhere. But you'll be able to experience it in one format and then take it to one of these other ones. And it's, in particular, music makes it special because usually when you get a dope soundtrack, even if it's great, if it's for a movie or it's for some other shit, you know, um, the motherfucker that that knows the most about the character, about the story, they're not the ones making the music. They have to go get someone to fucking, you know, hey, I like you. Do you are you a fan of my work? I, it'd be cool. It'd be down if you um, were the lead producer for the soundtrack for my story uh, that's coming out. Yeah. But we don't need to do that. We can do it ourselves. We can get all these crazy details in the lyrics and this and that. So if you are a fan of the anime and the story. 
you can go back to our music and find a bunch of clues, a bunch of Easter eggs. It's really like my master genius idea to just change the art game period because I think I'm gonna, I wanna be one of these first inter uh, interdisciplinary art artists like Childish Gambino or something who does multiple things in these other fields. Like not just acting and rapping or something, but like, right, I wrote the show and I voice acted in the show and I made the music for the show. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And if I didn't do it myself, I had the hand in connecting with whoever was able to help me create that part that we needed. And so like, that's what Floral Swords is all about. Um, but yeah, my bad. But first, yeah, the representation. Second, it's about um, the music, the crazy intricacies of being able to combine an entire, you know, just imagine if Star Wars was written by fucking Lil Wayne. So like, you're watching Anakin and Obi-Wan go on this quest and shit. And then all of a sudden the album comes out and it's also by Lil Wayne. And then Lil Wayne's like, yo, fucking Anakin back flipping over the banister using the force. Like, you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. He wrote this whole movie, then wrote the album about the movie he wrote. Like, it would, it's just, it's sick as fuck, man. So I'm basically just trying to be that guy. And, um, that's my third point. It was just like a way for me to have another creative outlet for the other things that I'm into and I like doing um, to keep me hungry and inspired. So now I'm practicing drawing. As you can see, I've stepped up a little bit. I don't have my very, very early ones on there, but I was kind of at stick level just like a year and a half ago or two years ago. But since then, I've been trying to draw like a picture every day. And I've been getting a lot better and I've been, you know, making concept arts for all these characters and just coming up with their names and their storylines and how they all fit together. So I guess without giving away too much, that's definitely what it's all about, though. And Glitch Gang specifically is um, a term that I'm going to be using in my uh, in my story. Um, it's a group. It's a collective of assassins, uh, more or less, that, um, you know, go out on these pretty interesting adventures and missions pertaining to the well-being of themselves um the establishment of the hierarchy and the the planet and the dynasty the intergalactic dynasty that uh we're building with it so it's a really cool um yeah it's it's you know we got ninjas we got superpowers it's like fucking avatar naruto and then Kendrick Lamar wrote the album. So that's what we're doing, man. That's what I'm just trying to do all of that at once. And um, so, yeah, I'm glad you noticed that because so far I haven't really put that out there, that they're connected, but I've just been slowly doing things like that. Like we, we made the EP called Glitch Game. Yeah. When we dropped that EP, you know, I wasn't on Instagram like, yo, this is the EP for my story. I'm right. I was like, nah, we just... Just let them take it in and, yeah. and, and absorb these terms. Glitch Gang gets stuck in your head from this song. Then you see it when my comic comes out later and you go, oh, shit, what? It's not even just a song. This is a thing that has to, damn. You know what I'm saying? It's all interconnected. So it allows the art to support itself in different ways and connect to other things bigger than itself. Instead of me just always rapping about my personal life or just talking about money and bitches or something else I could, you know, I can bring this entire universe to life. So it's just going to make my lyricism and my conceptual uh, ability expand that much further. So if you're a fan of dropout Kings, you're a fan of Eddie Wells. Um, definitely. You have a, a lot of 
reason to be excited for the future. And uh, I, I personally cannot fucking wait to show people all these things that we have been working on because there's a lot of cool stuff that we're just slowly letting people know about that we're going to roll out over the course of this year and into the, into 2022. So um, yeah, just, just hang tight and stay buckled in baby. Cause yeah, it's going to be a ride, man. We got some things planned. Like if you liked, I ain't depressed and you like glitch gang and stuff, trust me. Um, you know, have a fun year this year. <laughs> that's awesome man well eddie i can't thank you enough man i, I don't want to be a punisher and take too much more of your time so the last thing i'll ask you and thanks again so much dude this has been great talking to you man and uh and and we're a little bit over so again i don't want to i don't want to be that dude that that just keeps, oh, keeps firing them up <laughs> my bad because i yeah you know like i was even trying but yeah we started talking and i just started going off man. no dude it's I'm, great i'm just so into the stuff i'm passionate about it and I love talking to people about it. So thank you very much for having me, bro. It was a pleasure. And hopefully we could do it again, you know, sometime. Yeah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one one last thing I wanted to ask is just, you know, you did do a post about, you know, all these things that we're talking about, like, um, you know, you know, blending different genres, having different influences, different backgrounds, trying to, it sounds like, you know, to, to kind of put a button on this thing, you're really trying to get people to come together. And, and do it in a creative way. And you made a, you made a post on your social media about um, being adopted and, um, you know, letting, letting people know just a little bit more about your identity for that. And, and, you know, what, what that means to you. And so, you know, maybe, and like I said, maybe this is too, too much of a loaded question, but, you no, know, you could go ahead, go ahead. As, but as somebody, as somebody who's, who shared that, you know, and like you said, being somebody that's trying to, you know, outside looking in just as somebody who's, who's paying attention to what you're doing in the music and the creative side, trying to break down these walls. What, what kind of advice would you give to kids out there, especially young kids? I mean, this has been, you know, like if you look at our, you know, childhoods and I don't know anything about your childhood, but just in terms of our age, right. Kids in the nineties, like, you know, yeah, we saw, we saw nine 11 and, and, and we kind of experienced what, what that looked like on the news and everything and going through that as a country. But like I think about 12 year old kids right now who, who have gone through this last year, you know, whether, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Asian in America, just seeing the, the racial tension, seeing, seeing the violence, seeing the death going through a pandemic, uh, you know, so for you, man, what advice would you give to these kids out there as somebody who's trying to break down these barriers, you know, as somebody who's, you know, blending genres and pursuing your creative pursuits and, and overcoming things and persevering along the way. And I know that's kind of a loaded question um, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But. I got you. I got you, bro. Actually, you know, what? I can keep it pretty, pretty short and sweet because um, I think it's easy to make that a complicated answer because you I mean, you asked a lot and, you, and we could nitpick and get specific about stuff. But in general, um, First and foremost, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the stuff I'm about to say might sound cliche, but uh, it's because people have been saying it so long and they're trying to get people to to listen and they don't. That's why we keep repeating it. That's why cliches get made. Uh, it's usually because there's truth to it. But uh, first and foremost, definitely, um, you got to be yourself. You, you got to, when I say that, I mean like people need to slow down, kids and adults, all of us. Uh, we need to take time every day and do meditating. That doesn't mean you just sit there and hum to yourself or just chilling quiet, quiet in silence. Um, but you need to 
articulate your thoughts and, and sit down and think about feelings you feel. What made you feel that way? Why do you, you know, why do you feel these feelings? How are you going to use them moving forward and turn the energy into action? Um, and you need to be able to stand up for yourself, you know, your race, your sexuality, your gender, your whatever your things are. There's a, everybody has stuff that other people don't understand about them, that other people are going to stigmatize about them. You can't really worry about what other people are going to do. Uh, that's just part of life. But you can control what your energy is internally. You can always choose to be a better person, to be the bigger man, to make those right decisions. And, um, you know, sometimes those, those choices are harder than others because of peer pressure or because of confusion. Um, but the more you find a center in yourself and, you know, have a relationship with God, with God um, for me, I am a person that believes heavily in God. I'm not religious particularly in any, but I am a big uh, believer in energy and the higher power in the universe being created by um, intent. And so whether it's a giant man in the sky with a beard or whatever, I just think that's like, that's love. That's life. And you just need to stay tapped into that. So it doesn't really matter what your job is. It doesn't matter if you're single, you're trying to get a new boyfriend, girlfriend. It doesn't, all that other stuff is just icing on the cake. All that life is really about, I think, is just mastering yourself. Because the closer you get with yourself, the more sympathy and empathy you can have for others as well. Because you realize we're all the same. We're just reflections. So I would just tell young people, just do your best to be respectful and uplift each other. Um, do your best to keep your own self-confidence high. You know what I'm saying? Don't sacrifice your own mental health and your well-being to make someone else feel comfortable. But that being said, um, if you don't have to punch someone in the face to get your point across, choose that other way. Sometimes a bully needs to get punched. That's just real life. But that doesn't need to be the first option every time, for sure. Definitely not. You know what I'm saying? We're, we, we're here to learn and to love each other. So, yeah, man, young kids, I know I kind of just rambled on, but all the people out there, definitely just be yourself, man. Be yourself, like, that's all I can say. Like, I don't really know how to break it down further, but, like, just love yourself. And, and as much as you learn to keep growing and loving yourself, internally, intuitively, you'll learn you can extend that out to other people and just do that as best you can. I think you'll be in a lot better space, no matter what your goals are in life, no matter what plateaus or certain achievements you're trying to get to or, or what you think life's about. Um, I think that's something everyone can apply to their life. So yeah, just do that and try to be as genuinely you as you can and um, be open-minded, be yourself and be open-minded, you know, just be willing to learn new things. That's all. Don't be a know-it-all. Well, Eddie, thank you. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, I definitely don't want to be known as a punisher and I kept you like 20 minutes more than, than we, good, we were bro. supposed you to did. go. But, uh, but, but I appreciate it, man. Uh, that was just something that I, I, I wanted to ask you. And I know it was kind of a loaded question, but I, I, I really appreciate the answer. Cause I think you're somebody, like I said, that's, uh, you know, breaking down barriers and doing what you can to be creative and show people that they can, they can chase bro, their dreams too. So I appreciate it. That's all we can do. That's all we could do, dog. Like, is just practice what you preach and just if you if you go out there and you chase your dreams, whatever you however you act, you liberate others to act the same. So you out there acting the ass, other people gonna be like, I can act the ass because that's all they're doing. But if they see you out there 
you're using good manners, you're loving people, you're pushing yourself and working hard, they're going to look at you and they're going to be inspired by that and be like, cool, look at how hard that guy works. I can work that hard and do it too. So that's all I was trying to be, man. I'm just trying to be the person that I portray myself as on the internet and back up these words that I talk. But if we all do that, we'll, we'll be all right, man. So I appreciate you again for having me. You had great questions, dude. Um, I look forward to the next time. And yeah, man, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Eddie. I appreciate it, man, especially after work and everything, dude. Uh, much love to you and no yours doubt. and Dropout Kings fans, man. And happy no early doubt. birthday, Pisces family. What's up? Hey, Pisces gang out here. Appreciate you, fam. We waving with the water signs. You know how we doing it. Deep water. That's how we out here right now, man. <laughs> Thanks so much, dude. Keep in touch, man. Hey, no doubt. I'll holler at you, my guy. Stay up. Be blessed, man. Stay safe. Alrighty, righty there you have it. That was my conversation with Eddie Wells, co-vocalist of Dropout Kings, Truminati Music Group, and the creative brain behind Floral Swords. Definitely go follow Eddie on Instagram, at Eddie Wells. Go follow Dropout Kings, at Dropout Kings AZ, Truminati at Truminati Music, and definitely check out Eddie's creative work with Floral Swords, at Floral Swords and at Black Cat Bill on Instagram. The website is floralswords.com. Eddie, if you're listening to this, man, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do the show. It was so awesome to catch up with you, learn more about your story, and, and I greatly appreciate you going over. Um, you know, I, I reached out to you, and, and I'll, I'll share this with the listeners too, man. Like, I'm I'm a self-conscious dude. I have a tendency to rant, as I'm sure you've, you've uh, picked up on. If you're a first-time listener, you're somebody who's been riding with me for a little bit. I can get a little long-winded, and I'm working on that. I, I am working on that in all aspects of my life in terms of slowing down the hamster in a wheel Pisces brain that I have and learning how to just be more calm and cool and collected. But uh, but I want Eddie to know again, and I want y'all to know, man, like when I ask these questions, it really is coming from the heart of just wanting to be a creative, respectful, down-to-earth, hopefully entertaining, and at times funny um, host for this podcast. You know, really my goal, like I said, is to share stories of perseverance and moving forward. And, and really I, I view my job in this, uh, as the mediator between, you know, somebody's story and sharing it with you as the listeners and hopefully doing it in one, a truthful, but two, a creative and fun way. Um, and, uh, at times, you know, like I said, I can be a little long winded, but it's, it's, it's genuinely not self-serving. It's coming from a good place and Eddie did a really heartfelt post on his Instagram about being adopted and uh, what that meant to him, what, have, what his adoptive parents have meant to him. And so in the midst of the turmoil of the last year, I just wanted to ask him about that at the end of the show and what kind of advice he would give to kids out there because I just felt like, you know, here's, here's a guy who, who, you know, came from these circumstances and he's pursuing his dreams and he's confident and he's killing it and and just going after it and you know figuring out how to draw because he's got this creative world he's got to get out of his head with floral swords and he's tying it into dropout kings and all the stuff they were doing with true Minotti and uh all those guys i mean you know it's just so i I've, i really wanted to ask that question at the end uh just because i i thought um you know there could be some kid that's listening to this you know, who's struggling and uh, he could be a source of inspiration for them. So just know when I ask these questions, if I'm a little rancy or long-winded, as I just was, um, 
you know that that is really done not in a self-serving way. It's because I'm I'm hoping that it's uh, it's something that will get a response that will help you as the listener if you're out there struggling. Um, and if you are, don't be afraid to find help and don't be afraid to just you know you know take that first step every day towards a better life, whatever it is. And uh, you know if it's being creative, if it's music. And, and art like it, it is for Eddie, if it's podcasting like it is for me, if it's exercising, whatever it is, you know, you know, just know that things get better, but just take those first steps towards positivity. So as I said, I'm working on my ranting. I just ranted again. But uh, but again, man, for Eddie and for everybody listening, I uh, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was a lot of fun. Again, Eddie Wells on Instagram, Dropout Kings AZ, Truminati Music, Floral Swords, Black Cat Bill. I'll put up all the links in the podcast description of this episode. If you're not familiar with Dropout Kings, definitely go check them out. You can find them wherever you find your music. They're up for a couple of Scene Daddy Awards right now. I think EP uh, for Glitch Gang and Breakthrough Artist. So go to their Instagram again at Dropout Kings AZ so you can vote for those guys. And like I said, if you're not familiar, definitely check out their music because uh, you know I, I really think you're going to be hearing more and more from them. And uh, and and again, check out Floral Swords, man. I just I just think it's so cool how Eddie's tying all this stuff together, and uh, it's it was a lot of fun talking to him. So thank you again, Eddie. Thank you to all of you out there listening. You can find me on Instagram at March Fourth Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Mike V Bauman. Don't be afraid to hit me up, and uh, you know give me a shout if you're. You know, somebody that uh, whether you enjoy the show or you just want to say what's up or if you're an artist and, you know, you want to get on the show, you know, feel free to hit me up, man. Uh, I'm usually pretty responsive. Uh, and, and if you would be so kind and you did dig this show, please share it, uh, not just for me, but more importantly, to get Eddie stories out there, because uh, this is this is a dude that I just really feel like uh, deserves the love and the support and deserves his roses, man, because uh like I said, man, you're going to be hearing a lot more from him and a lot more from Dropout King. So, you know, please go follow him. Uh, and it, like I said, if you like the show, please share it. Uh, tell a friend, you know, if you would be so kind, go to go to Apple and, and leave a rating and a comment. It helps the show rank higher. And at the end of the day, that's a good thing, not just for me, but more importantly, to share these stories of inspiration and moving forward and positivity. I really feel like it's necessary in today's day and age. You know, we came out of a tumultuous, crazy screwed up year uh we're still in the throes of this pandemic uh so you know you know again be safe be smart be respectful of your fellow humans and just be cool wear a mask hopefully you can get the vaccination soon if you haven't gotten it if you don't want to get it i ain't going to preach to you because that's your personal choice but uh you know thoughts and well wishes prayers positive vibes to everybody out there because uh you know i i I really want all of us to just come together and be cool uh, I guess you could call me a hippie in that way, man. But uh, but yeah, if, if you would be so kind, that would be cool to just share this puppy because uh, at the end of the day, I just I really want whoever I have on my show to get their shine because they deserve it. And that's why I have them on. So on that note, I'll say keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Eddie Wells, this is his debut solo single, Millennial. Peace. <laughs> I'm a millennial, I made a million though, I made a video, that's how I move Hate on my haters though, filters and layers though, I'm the first player so they need a loot I just be bored and got nothing to do, got no respect, I got nothing to prove These niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts, and they got me thinking there's nothing to lose I'm a millennial, I want a million though, I made a video, that's how I move Hate on my haters though, filters and layers though, I'm the first player so they need a loot
as a lens, though I'm the first player, so give me the loot. I just be bored and got nothing to do. Got no respect and got nothing to prove. Niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts, and they got me thinking there's nothing to lose. I'm just a young individual. Yeah. Keep the authority minimal. That's not admitting I'm criminal. Just fuck a curfew, my left start from 10 to 4, and I'm not good with the etiquette. Just get with my crew and we medicate. They say I'm woke when I meditate. Nah, I just stay behind metal gates. Nah, I just feel all the isms that creep through my body and rather if I tell it straight. Say my depression, it come from aggression or maybe regression, my mental state. Want all the money, I want all the power, I don't share the food on my dinner plate. I just wanna fuck, don't wanna commit, so tell me the reason that we should date. Me and these boys are not similar, but me and your son, yeah, we sending it. They say that I do the bare minimum, but that's just me being an interested, really, or maybe the psycho conditioning or a bunch of other shit they ain't mentioning. No one taught me about the taxes and debt, it's no wonder I can't pay no attention to no baby boomer, but I'm booming, baby, your daughter. Well, I'm pulling like ten of them. Or is it the internet, been in my intellect, looking for inner peace, but what I intercept, tell me I'm terrible and I'm ungrateful for not desiring what I've inherited, all of the ignorance, all the false images, arrogance, all the pollution and perishing, but I'm a millennial, I made a milli though, I made a video, that's how I move, hate on my haters though, filters and layers though, I'm the first player, so give me the loot, I just be born and got nothing to do, got no respect, I got nothing to prove, these niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts, and they got me thinking there's nothing to lose, I'm a millennial, I want a milli though, I made a video, that's how I move, hate on my haters though, filters and layers though, I'm the first player, so give me the loot, I just be bored and got nothing to do Got no respect and got nothing to prove okay. Niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts And they got me thinking there's nothing to lose Off to college to get my degree And I feel that love they say doesn't pay Off the party if I make it home And my school doesn't get spread today At my job where I daydream about being free Cause I'm still a slave At my desk is a nightmare When the roll call come for our names Where's Devontae where they took us home? Where's Nina where she overdosed? Jacqueline need a second wind Cause she caught a stray now she comatose Don't nobody try to fix the system For the education and the shattered hopes don't nobody really give a fuck They just feed us pills and they let us go Making money off of selling shells If he black or brown, they'll beat him till he's pale If you can't put him six feet deep in a coffin like I'm in a cell Life is short as far as I can tell It don't matter, you prevail or fail But for me, I'd rather show my fangs Before I tuck my tail in this living hell, nigga what? I'm a millennial, I made a milli though I made a video, that's how I move Hate on my haters, no filters and layers though I'm the first player, so give me the loot I just be born and got nothing to do Got no respect, I got nothing to prove These niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts And they got me thinking there's nothing to lose I want a milli though, I made a video, that's how I move Hate on my haters though, filters and layers though I'm the first player so give me the loot I just be bored and got nothing to do Got no respect and got nothing to prove Niggas is bitches, these bitches is thoughts And they got me thinking there's nothing to lose